All right. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us today. And Brian, I really appreciate you stepping in. I know that you were scheduled to be on here in a couple of weeks, but uh, seems to be what 2020 is all about, right? Pivot yeah, no doubt. Panic. And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of think that that is a, a good way to start your introduction. Um, and we'll introduce the members that are here today too. And uh, I just, I love the theme, pivot, don't panic. You know, that's kind of what uh, you've been all about. So why don't you introduce yourself and then Rachel will hear from you and uh, we'll get started hearing from your story and your journey through 2020. Great. Th thanks so much, uh, Adam uh, and, and Rachel, certainly. Um, glad to be here. Glad to be able to fill in on, on short notice. Um, so I, I've been a lawyer for going on 21 years now. And about five years ago, I started thinking about pivoting out of the full-time practice of law and into a more business forward role. Um, in my law practice, I was always fixing problems on the back end. And it was more rare than not that I would be able to position myself to be proactive, um, preventing problems before they started or trying to help clients find pathways forward that would help them grow. Um, and I really wanted to focus more on helping clients grow. So in 2018, I went back and, and uh, got my MBA at Ohio State, finished that earlier this year. Um, and in the midst of all of that, really started to understand what I wanted to do uh, post full-time practice of law. And really, it's two things, and, and it's on brand. It's, it's really helping other people maximize their purpose and accelerate their growth. And the focus really is on early stage companies and small and medium sized business enterprises, because in my mind, that's where the innovation happens and that's where um, disruption happens. Uh, and it's also where uh, the vast majority of people throughout the country are employed. And so if we're going to grow as a society and as a country, and we're going to reap the economic benefits on Main Street, we really have to focus on those early stage companies and small and medium business enterprises to do that. And I got there uh, in Adam's words by pivoting, not panicking, although uh, I can't say that I, uh, I, I was, I got a lot of sleep um, come uh, late February, early March of this year. Um, last fall, I decided that part of the way I wanted to help folks maximize their purpose and accelerate their growth was by starting a venture capital firm. Um, it's almost you know, unheard of for somebody who's not a founder uh, and who isn't independently wealthy to, to venture into that space. But that's what I did. And I thought I could democratize venture capital by bringing players into the, into the space that hadn't necessarily had an opportunity to participate as GPs and limited partners before. And was making some progress toward that um, into the end of last year, beginning of this year, and had some soft commitments. And lo and behold, March 3rd rolls around, and the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Sports Classic here in Columbus was canceled by the governor. And I thought to myself, that seems awfully odd. Uh, and so I started thinking more and more about what is this coronavirus? What is COVID-19? And 13 days later, my son's school closed for the year. And two days after that, the LPs that I was working with indicated that they were not going to make any capital outlays uh, for the remainder of the year. And so the VC fund was dead on arrival. Um, as part of crafting the VC funds um, ethos, if you will, 
um, I really wanted to focus on a, being a founder friendly VC and really providing founders with the tools they need to uh, build companies that they wanted to make them highly investable, um, sustainable, uh, and certainly uh, enjoy a growth trajectory um, that um, they could use uh, to, you know, either build a firm that they would run for a long period of time or exit quite handsomely. And I took all of those tools, all of those capabilities that I was assembling for the purposes of building out the VC, dropped the investment component and moved it into the consulting world. And I was able to pick up um, through literally organic marketing, um, LinkedIn, websites, uh, direct email to a certain extent, um, a handful of clients. And I've started to slowly build the firm over eight months um, with an occasional panic, um, but, but mostly focusing on that, on completing that pivot. Uh, and as of today, we brought in our fifth client and hopefully this afternoon our sixth. And uh, I think if we can continue to do, do that, uh, we'll be in really good shape to help a lot of folks uh, going into the end of this year and beginning next. That is awesome. <clears throat> I mean, that's, uh, that's a lot, man. I mean, you, you entered the year with high hopes and we were all shocked and surprised, especially when events started to get canceled. But I remember vividly, vividly sitting in my office and one of the gals I work with looked at me and she said, do you think the governor's going to close the school? And I said, ah, nah, there's no way. No other states have done it yet. It's not going to close the schools. So we logged in at two to listen and mic drop. <laughs> he closed the schools. You know, it was, uh, it was insane. It was something that was just a surreal moment that we realized that everything was kind of being swept out from under us. We didn't really have control. Um, that seems to be 2020. So I, I, I appreciate your perspective and I appreciate your share that you started in one direction only to have fate kind of take you into another direction. And I love the fact that you mentioned being a friendly founder um, because that's important in small business. I mean, that's exactly what this community is all about. And I, I want Rachel to kind of share a little bit about why she founded the community herself too, because that's really what it's about. It's about empowering each other, empowering small businesses and collaborating to create growth. Because if we don't do that, then we're all dead in the water anyways. The big, the big fish and the small fish, right? So uh, Brian, thank you for that. Thank you for you know, the introduction to your background and, and your pivot this year. My pleasure. Yeah, I, I uh, wow, I, I really, first of all, thanks for sharing, sharing all of that. Um, I really admire what you're doing. I think, um, you know, in life, all of us get things that sometimes are circumstantial that we don't predict is going to happen. Um, and for COVID in particular, I mean, this has affected everybody. Uh, and I think it's <clears throat> super important that people share how they feel and how it's impacted them and what they've done. Because so many people, um, I, there's a lot of people that feel like they're alone in how they feel. Um, and, you know, everybody's feeling the same way, right? And so hearing inspirational stories of how people have actually just made decisions, just 
went for it, tried it, um, I think is really valuable and important. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we created, created this group. So just appreciate you sharing that, Brian. I, I, I find it really interesting, your, um, your lens on venture capitalism. Um, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Obviously, there's a lot of venture capital out here. I've, I've actually um, previously worked with a lot of people who have pivoted into becoming venture capitalists. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a really challenging world to maneuver, um, especially for businesses who are seeking out cash, right? And so I, I, like, I like your lens on it. I think it's very refreshing. Um, it's great that you're in Ohio because a lot of times I think people think that their only option is, you know, here in the Bay Area. Um, and there's a lot of people that are, you know, trying to raise cash to, to help out small businesses. And the other thing that, that I believe is, is that so many people have passion around a business idea, but they just don't know where to go for funding. And um, so, you know, lots of people talk about things, but they get caught into that, like, oh, I, I don't have the money to do it, so I can't do it. Or, you know, even right now, right, like where people are just cash strapped um, and they don't know how to take the step to, to ensure that they stay in business and that they can continue, you know, hopefully 2021 is going to be a much better year for all of us. Um, but, you know, looking at like future, not like, hey, I'm, I'm here, but like, how do I actually grow my business? Um, and a lot of people don't have business plans, right? They don't really know how to, to go about doing those types of things. So, you know, kudos to you for venturing into a whole new career. And um, I think, you know, your background of being a lawyer is super helpful in understanding like parameters that people have to work within and maybe how to like bust out of some of those parameters that, that people psychologically think is there um, and may not be. So that's really great. And that's great to hear that you're got a fifth client and hopefully we'll get a sixth today. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, I was telling Adam uh, before we started uh, the, the recording that uh, I thought this week would be a little bit uh, slow. And uh, I joke that my hair has been on fire all week. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's been, it's been a great, uh, I won't even call it a problem. It's been a great situation this week to kind of end a nice relaxing holiday weekend with the family and come into the office from the kitchen uh, behind me into my right, uh, and, and have a full inbox and uh, a lot of interest in what we're up to. Well, I, I gotta wonder, and I, it'd be interesting to know if you guys are hearing this, if, if business owners are starting to go like, okay, we're at the beginning of September. Um, I think a lot of, all of us are like sitting there going like 2020. Um, I personally, when 2020 ends, I'm going to have a big celebration. <laughs> Maybe it's just with my husband and I, I don't know. But, um, you know, if business owners are starting to feel some kind of inspiration looking into, you know, 2021 um, and possibly based on that, like, you know, if they're starting to kind of open their minds up more about the situation we've been in in the last six months and like having hope that, you know, for 2021, I don't know if you guys are hearing that. Uh, that, that actually is, I would say that's probably the balance of the work that we're doing right now 
is we're fielding calls from people who are are looking at how how do they how do they take their business which more more often than not took um, a hit but not enough of a hit to kill it uh, as a consequence of the pandemic and so they are folks are exploring ways to transform and accelerate despite you know, some of the recessionary pressures that we're feeling on Main Street. And, and despite some of the uh, impediments that um, are necessary because we're trying to mitigate the spread of the virus. And so, you know, we talk a lot about digital transformation and being, I, I use the word agile very loosely because I don't necessarily mean it in the technical sense, like they teach it at, at Harvard or, or in the trade, or in the, in the, in the consulting world. Um, I think I mean more nimble. You know, be, being able to adapt very, very quickly and, and focusing on getting that end result and not always bogging yourself down in too much process. Um, you know, making sure that um, your overall strategy um, is aligned with your, even if it's a small business and you have four or five people with, with the, your firm's culture um, and capabilities, and then making sure that your product and service are fitting not only those capabilities, strategy, and culture but fitting the overall market space that you're operating in, which in a lot of respects is being dictated by forces well beyond our control. You know, there's not, not, I don't think there's any amount of marketing that can potentially overcome a certain, a, a certain aspects of being limited by the pandemic that it, in the ways that, that, that the pandemic has limited us. Um, but nevertheless, you know, being willing to engage in the difficult, analysis and research to try to find ways to circumvent those impediments uh, or overcome them to drive growth. Um, and we try to be a thought partner with our clients in doing that. Sometimes it's a complete reimagination of the strategy or the company. Um, sometimes it's just we're tweaking around the edges. Um, you know, and, and it's really, you know, one of the things we pride ourselves on in addition to being founder friendly is, is really being that a partner and not a, and an advocate um, and an enabler uh, of, of the, the leadership teams uh, and the firms um, so they feel like they can take the business forward. It's almost like a catch and release situation. Like they come to us, we, we work with them for a certain period of time, and then we want to release them back into the market space to succeed. Always be there as, as, a, as a support if they, need, if they need us and when they need us. But really, we want to accelerate them into that position where they've got it, right? And, and they're killing it. And then they can just give us a, a drive-by high five uh, as they uh, are on their way to bigger and better things. Love it. Love it. Confidence is key. You know, the catch and release, that's, that's, I've never heard it put that way. I like that. Um, <laughs> Rachel, I agree with you. I think the end of this year is going to be the biggest New Year's celebration we've ever seen. <laughs> I think people are going to go crazy on it. Um, I do think that there is a lot of positivity. I mean, last week we heard that there is almost this underbelly of, of entrepreneurial renaissance going on right now. And one of the consistent themes that I think that I keep coming back to is, is that the picture of the water and it's in the glass, you know, the glass is half full, glass is half empty. And, uh, one of my favorite sayings is, is dear pessimist, realist, and optimist. While you were arguing about the water, I drank it. Signed the optimist, you know, or the opportunist, I mean. You know, the opportunist is, is winning this year. And it's because 
just like in your case, Brian, fate might have swept what you thought was happening in your favor out from under you, but you pivoted and you found opportunity and you moved forward with it. And I just, I love that. And I love the fact that you're not predatory. I like that you're, you know, catch and release, you're, you're building them up. Uh, I do think that there's positivity. I speak with a lot of business owners. There's still an unfortunate uh, toll being taken on the world because of this pandemic and the continued shutdowns. But I think there's uh, there's emotion that people are starting to really feel excitement, which is contagious. Uh, they're feeling excitement towards 2021, which is, you know, it's cool. It's cool to hear these people talk about it. So Brian, I think, I thank you first and foremost for being their advocate and elevating them and giving them the confidence to take that risk. You know, like our company, we bootstrapped. We bootstrapped for two years and we launched just like you in 2020. And we thought it was gonna go a totally different direction. And it turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise. You know, because we didn't have this capability to mass scale, we didn't have the, you know, the giant carpet stuff from under us, but it also allowed us to see where our clients actually hurt, where their pain points were, um, where things actually mattered, where things didn't. And we were able to evolve and adjust with a small group of clients. And I think that that's going to pay off in the future. So exactly what you're doing for these, these small businesses and these startups, you know, it's, it's important. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, to, on, on that point, Adam, I, I think you have to make a conscious choice to be positive and forward looking understanding your current circumstances certainly and being realistic about what they are and how they affect how things happen on a day-to-day -day basis but but having that that positive mindset and and putting yourself in a frame of mind to try to play things out a dozen steps or so and and forge a path and, and i think one of the things that i, I brought to consulting um, and with with me from the law practice my law practice is no matter how dire a situation my client felt they were in, my job was always to figure out a way. Um, it may not ever have been, it may not be ideal. You may not get a hundred cents on the dollar, for example, if, if you have a claim and you may never pay the lowest amount of money you wanted to pay if you were the defendant. Uh, you may not always get all the relief that you thought you were entitled to, but the trick was always finding a way to get that client to a point where they felt like they were heard and they received, you know, even if it was something short of what they wanted, um, a fair outcome. And so I try to bring that to consulting in a little different way is I always just try to find that path forward. When one door closes, I try to open up three more and, and give the founder or the entrepreneur options to pursue. Um, and my whole thing is I'll never ask an entrepreneur to make a decision on the spot. My job is to sort of open their mind to the possibilities and let them think through them themselves, you know, hopefully within one of the frameworks, maybe that I, I identify for them. And then we come back together and we workshop it and we talk about it. And I ask a lot of questions uh, to try to get people thinking and talking about how they can maximize or leverage all of the unique capabilities that they've developed as people and as companies over the months and years, and then put them to use in this very challenging time that we have to make a difference for themselves and for their customers and for their stakeholders. And so it's, it's all about value creation um, in, in the broadest sense. Yeah, no, it's, I love it. I mean, you were a mediator and a counselor before and 
what you're bringing to this community is exactly what we're looking for, the availability of collaboration and creation. So perspectives matter. Hey, Adam, yeah. I, I have to tell you how much I loved your, um, your analogy of excitement being like a contagion. Um, and I was thinking about, man, that that's what we really need right now is like a contagion that's like a positive contagion, right? Um, so that was awesome. Positive pandemic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's you really should, interesting. You should copyright I mean, that. Yes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting, like out, uh, you know, out here and not just, not just the Bay Area, but you know, now businesses are dealing with, um, you know, kind of natural disasters too, right? At the same time and how, how difficult that is, especially with businesses that are supposed to be serving people outside, right? Um, and it's like, well, that's really challenging when outside equates to, you know, smoke and really weird weather. And um, so just, you know, again, pushing through this, doing the best you can um, and hanging in there as, as much as you can, knowing that there is an end to, you know, we all know that there will be an end to this at some point in the future, you know, how long, but just being, being open to um, opportunities. And I liked a lot what you said, Brian, about doors opening. Um, in my experience in life, a lot of people um, sometimes really shut off to opportunities and they don't realize they're doing that right and then there's other people that i've known who are so great about surveying their landscape and looking at like oh wow there are some other options here for me and maybe i should walk through that door taking the risk to walk through the door and having that pay off and um you know that's it's hard for people to sometimes do that but and and to your point adam like things being different than you anticipated, but sometimes they even turn out to be better. You know, you never know. And so it's like, you've got to take that, you've got to take that step through that door and try it. And then if it doesn't work, like keep trying other things and eventually you're going to get there. You know, Rachel, I think that a big component of that and, and something that we're starting to focus on more is um, founder and leader mental health and wellness sort of overall, just sort of making sure that, that, that we as that thought partner are also making sure that we're taking care of the whole person and the whole firm. And, and so it's not, it's not a question of strategy or culture. It's really a question of giving, giving that founder or that entrepreneur or that leadership team um, a little bit of cheerleading, um, a little bit of counseling. And I hate to say it, but you know, in the last, I would say, four or five months, there have been times when I've been on a video conference with a founder and I've said, are you, are you okay? You know, the simple, the simple question, are you doing all right? Is there, can I help you outside the context of what we're working on for your firm to make sure you have what you need to feel good about yourself, about the circuit, whatever it is. And, and a couple of times it's been, you know what, can we just talk about fill in the blank? And the answer, is, the answer is yes. I mean, I, I think we all owe that to one another as just as human beings to be um, kind of a bulwark against the depression and anxiety and um, negative feelings that are really easy, easily, they can really easily creep up on you. 
without you even realizing it until it's almost too late. And, and you know, what we're trying to do is, is, is figure out where that spiral begins internally on our team and support each other and then recognize that in the founders that we work with and, and make sure that we're asking those questions and that we're able to provide resources, not directly, but, but hey, you should talk to so-and-so or hey, you should consider this or that. Um, and make sure that that we're looking at, at these at our at our founders and our portfolio companies holistically. That is amazing. I'm super happy to hear that. It was really interesting. I just watched an HBO special last night on um, Olympians, and I didn't really know what it was about. I just knew that it was about you know like U.S. Olympians, and it was really all about mental health and the challenges that they face. And if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. And it really equates to, again, people not talking about how they feel. Um, and to your point about people spiraling um, and recognizing the, the symptoms of that. And it's, it's much harder now when you only see people like you can't, you can't read people in person, right? Because I, I personally find it easier to do that than, than through you know, a video conference, but that's really awesome. I, I am so impressed. Ah, thanks. It, it, part, of, part of it, I think, is uh, reading juries for so many years. Oh, know. yeah. Y there you go. I love that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're never in very close proximity to your jury um, until the very end when the case is over and, and somebody wants to talk to you. So you kind of have to, to uh, have a lot of uh, emotional intelligence um, when it comes to reading a room, uh, trying cases. And, and obviously there are lots of people who are very gifted at that, but it's, it's another one of those trans, transferable skills that I'm bringing with me from the practice uh, into, this, into this new role that I'm carving out for myself. God, that, that's another huge point. It's so interesting, people pivoting into different careers and not recognizing skill sets that can be brought into something completely different. And that is an amazingly great example of, of you utilizing something that you did as a lawyer. Yeah, and, and I, oddly enough, you know, I, I actually just wrote um, a blog post for our website talking about um, taking inventory of your personal capabilities and your firm's capabilities, and then using that inventory as the basis for the pivot. And, and maybe, you know, to try to complete the circle that we started at the beginning of the, of the talk, you know, it, it wasn't, I didn't make these decisions lightly. You know, it wasn't just kind of like flip the switch, pivot, because I, I had a choice, even, even in the pandemic circumstances, to go back to the full-time practice of law and, and fall back to a skill set that I'm very, very comfortable using um, and, and have been you know, other people have told me that I'm pretty good at for the last 20 years or so. And, and, and so, you know, sitting there and saying, here are all the things that I know I can do well, and here are some of the weaknesses that I have. Um, and then understanding how I could translate that into first into venture capital, you know, starting last July, when I, when I made that decision to start moving in that direction. And then certainly, um, late February, early March, when I decided that I wasn't going back to the practice of law and that I was going to forge ahead with the consulting practice. And, and, and I really, um, you know, can't rec I can't recommend enough. Um, there's a book uh, called The Essential Advantage. I'm going to pull it up so I can tell you who the authors are. It's uh, by Leinwand and Maynardi. It's an HBR book. 
and I read that that book then, and I keep going back to it um, because it talks about this capabilities-driven strategy uh, concept. And and I really used the, the analytical framework in that book to help me understand where I was in the marketplace and what value I thought I could add as a consultant. And I've continued to kind of use that analytical framework for other um, folks that I talk to, clients, friends, doesn't matter, to help them understand that. And again, to your point, Rachel, that, that even if you're moving, you know, from one industry to another, the skills that you develop over the course of your career can and do translate. It's just a matter of how well you can align them to the industry into which you pivoted. Um, and, and it's it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. You just have to be really honest with yourself. That's awesome. And stay positive. Hey, yeah. Hey, you guys, I got to drop off. Um, love this conversation. This is really great. Um, Brian, I wish you so much luck in what you're doing. Um, and sounds like you're, you're on a really good path. So uh, some congrats and keep doing it and hope to hear more from you. Thanks, Rachel. Adam, have a good rest of the day, you guys. You okay. Now, I, uh, I really appreciate you sharing all of that. I think that it's important that we understand that people are kind of balancing things. And I like what you said. You learned to read the jury and you brought that into your perspective and into your world. Because right now, as founders and as business owners, the jury is our peers, our clients, the public. And we only see things, unfortunately, through the lens of the news and social media, and it's not exactly the most positive thing in the world, right? So I appreciate you validating that and then giving tactical and practical advice, dialing in what their skill set is, allowing them to be vulnerable and explain where they're falling short, what skills they have, and then dialing back and pivoting for them, again, with that other perspective. You know, it's, it's, it's important to do that. Um, I think a lot of us are, especially if you're in the advisory role like yourself, are playing companion, colleague, and counselor. You know, we're being friends, we're being advocates, and we're being advisors, um, and we're balancing all of that. So it's, it's important to play an important role like yours where you're allowing the, the walls to be broken down and people to feel human and feel okay with that because that's the only way that we're going to move forward. You know, one of the founding principles to clarify was we wanted to remove the segmentation on advisors working together to help build up small businesses. Nobody needs to be cloak and dagger. Nobody needs to be hiding their intentions. It should all be on the same page because we're all in the trenches, right? And 2020 has proven that. Um, I appreciate that. And I think that it's important to continue to highlight positive stories. And you are a positive story, but everything you're doing with your clients, that's giving them confidence to move forward. That's a positive story. That is what is going to be the positive pandemic, sharing and highlighting stories like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And and you know, I, I think there's I think there's a lot to be said for putting yourself in a position to be a giver first. Um, I mean, look, I, I, there's there always has to be some form of economic exchange, right? I mean, not always, but generally speaking, if you're going to be in a consulting role or you're you're building a business. There's an economic component to it. It's just, it's just, it's what, that's how people make living, a living, right? But, but there's a certain humanity to it if you, if you put yourself out there as a giver first. Like my first conversation with a client is not 
about money. And it's not usually the second or sometimes even the third. You know, I really focus on building the relationship and I'm more than happy to give my time and advice over a period of hours or days or even weeks sometimes um, just so I can have a full understanding of whether what I do and what we do as a firm are a fit. Because what I don't want to do is say that we can do something and not be able to do it. And I certainly don't want to tell somebody that I can be the thought partner that they need when I can't. And, and so I'm all, I always want to be able to put that, the p- person who's come to me for advice and counsel in a position to succeed, whether I can help them or whether I know someone else can do a better job. Um, and I think you have to have a giving mentality uh, in addition to a positive mentality to do that. And I've got to give credit where credit is due. My, my friend and mentor, Bob McAdams, recommended the book, The Go-Giver, to me uh, earlier this year. And, and I read it in a night. Um, and, and really, it, it, it affirmed some of the things that I was doing and, and really gave me a very different outlook on some of the things that maybe I could be doing better. Um, and I think now, you know, approaching the practice post-pivot with, with that giving mentality has really paid off in spades. And I'm not talking about financial payoff. I'm talking about just sort of spiritual or holistic payoff. Just feel better about what I do every single day. And that's a huge component of my own personal wellness regimen is I want to feel good about what I did when I shut the computer off at at five or six or seven o'clock at night every single day. Yeah, it'll transfer too. People will see that. People will see that and they will feed off of it. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's important. I've, I've always had this kind of like burning desire in the back of my, my, my mind, I guess, or my soul uh, for the last 13 years with these small businesses. And one of the things that we came to realize, and in January, we did a, we did a talk on this, which is ironic because now it's really hindsight 2020, is that a pledge and a purpose will always outperform a pitch and a promise because pitches and promises are short-sighted and transactional. That's not what you're doing. What you're doing is getting in to their, their perspective world, giving them relevant and tactical information and elevating them. So you're in it for a pledge and a purpose to elevate them far beyond just your relationship. And I love that. I think that that's important. And I, I appreciate you doing that. Thanks, Adam. And that's honestly, it's, it's one of the first questions I ask in, in um, the process when we're getting to know a new client or, or a new potential client is, why are you doing what you're doing? What is your purpose? How can we help you define that purpose? And how can we help you advance that purpose? And, and honestly, it's, it's the question I find myself asking. You know, um, I do a little bit of mentoring through my alma maters. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, older college age uh, kids of friends who are interested in law or consulting or venture and, and I always ask them, why do you want to do this? What purpose do you want to serve? What's your personal purpose? And it, it, it really kind of is, is shocking or jarring to them because they really haven't thought about it that way. And, um, you know, it's not intended to put them on the spot. It's just intended to get them thinking about, you know, why is it that they want to pursue a career in the law? Or why is it they want to pursue um, venture capital? And Fortunately, I would say nine and a half out of 10 people who I asked that question, the answer is not money. The answer is something far more meaningful and deep. Um, And sometimes they're just scratching the surface 
of that deeper meaning and sometimes is really well developed and, and totally ingrained in who they are as a person. I love that. I love that. Just diving in deep, man. It's like I said, colleague, counselor, and companion. You're, uh, you're, you're more than scratching the surface. Well, but, but Ben, you, 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 you know, in the conversations you and I have had offline, Adam, you know, it's, it's really easy to see when somebody is walking the talk. You know, it, it, there's, there's an authenticity or a genuineness that can't be faked. And I think it's really easy to spot the posers and, and the fakers and the people who are in it for a reason other than what they're representing outwardly. And, and those are the people I, I frankly try to avoid. And the people I try to work with are people like you and Rachel and the folks in this community who really are all about empowering one another. It's not, it's not about competition. There's a day and a time and a place for competition. It's really about advancement. Um, and, 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 you know, um, elevating everyone, um, so that, you know, we all can participate in, in the, the benefits and, and the successes of a growing economy. Yeah, no, that's a, it goes back to the beginning of the year when we started this pandemic, it was, uh, we're not all in the same ship, but we're all in the same storm. Well, that's for sure. Now the storm's trying to calm down. So let's, let's ride the tide and rise the tide rises all ships, right? That's uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I appreciate it. it. Your positivity and your perspective is key. I mean, there's a lot of pessimism out there, but there's a lot of silver lining. There's a lot of opportunity, and if you can create perspective, you can create growth, and that growth is going to drive energy, excitement, and hopefully a, a new level of entrepreneurism that we've never seen before. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well. I appreciate you sharing with us today, Brian. I know that the community is going to be excited to watch this um, and uh, engage. Uh, I will definitely share your information about Oak Moon. We'll put it out there to the community so that people can reach out. Um, and then uh, hopefully we can collaborate and elevate each other, right? Sounds good, Adam. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate you being on today. Stay safe out there. You too.